So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double tap does what the f he wants. Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 112-112. My name is Danny Murray. I'm Graham Merrigan. Just going to catch on guard there. Why? Just thought if I said it real quick while looking at you, I'd bedazzle you and then you'd be like... Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm Graham Merrigan. <laughs> I thought I was meant to say my name there. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting for you to say your name, sorry. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Do I, say, I thought you would introduce me. Is that how this usually no, goes? We, we changed the format. Uh, yeah. Peter Carroll, <laughs> new host, <laughs> <laughs> the third host. Yeah. Lindsay Doyle has been replaced. Eighteen months on. Yeah, it took us. It took us a while to to get somebody in, but uh, we've got somebody who uh, can, you know, easily fill Lindsay's shoes. Once I get the guard of and sorted, which I told you is still pending. <laughs> <laughs> I've paid the right people. <laughs> that takes ages, especially when you're from Blanche. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm sitting right beside you, so this is going to seem like I'm flirting with you. Yeah, go ahead. But, <laughs> look, point them, look but, across my legs and point them in your direction. Yeah. Why does I just have my legs In the 80s, that yeah. means I want to bone you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not just Ireland's best MMA journalist, Europe's, and soon to be the world's, yeah. the one and the only PC Carroll. World domination. I have to say, yeah. oh, that's not true, but we all know it is. Do <laughs> 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 you hear me, Gareth A. Davis? <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, Gareth? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might beat you in terms of like his hair. He and has, just he has flamboyance in general. Flamboyance in his That's, hair. And that is a man who has a story. Like, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with your Adidas top and your, you know, junky look. But like, for Stormzy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you nailed it. <laughs> but but Gareth Davis has a swagger, man. He, he you know what man, I am mean? oh, so happy every time I see Gareth Davis from the Telegraph at every press. Like, it's never, it's never boring. And... I can remember one of the moments from my career that I'll never ever forget is being in the MGM Grand and Tim Kennedy is in the ring with Yal Romero. And do you remember the whole stool incident? So basically yeah. in the third round, yeah. uh, Yal Romero wouldn't get off his stool for about 10 or 15 seconds. And then he went out and he bet seven shades of shite out of, out of Tim, Tim Kennedy. Kennedy. And it was pretty brutal. Okay, we were there, were we? Yeah, to be honest with you, um, I know a lot of people were upset about that and thought it was a disgrace. Bro, I had money on y'all, Romero. So I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, like, so you remember there was massive ground and pound. Y'all, y'all Romero's landing these big blows. And in the front row, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. Because obviously Tim Kennedy is in, in the Army Rangers. Yeah. There was obviously a Marine in the front row screaming blind at Tim Kennedy. Ranger up, Tim! Ranger up! Do it for the U.S. Stars and strike, baby! Right, Gary Davis is sitting up beside me on the front row of press row. He turns up and he goes, Shut up, you American wanker! Watch the fights! Watch the fucking fights! And he's standing up like you can see it. If you watch back the fights, you can actually see him. Shut up! It's a fucking fight! And I was like, this guy... Can you see it if you watch I it? I think so, yeah, yeah. And you'll see me just burying my head going... And I'm like, just pissing myself laughing. But, uh, that is hilarious. He's, he, like, that's what you get at every show. And he went to... He had a, a particular moment of protest. I'm not sure. He has many protests. 
But he had this particular thing that he was doing. Did you know the way, like, say, Andrew McGann used to interview a guy in front of a camera for Severe? Yeah. 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 Like, he would just start popping into the videos, like, <laughs> oh, sorry. And he was doing that to everyone. And people were like, it caused such a storm on Press Row. Like, it was like, he did it again. <laughs> I was just pissing myself <laughs> laughing. He used to give a shit, you know what I mean? Deadly. But that's what I got. I love the guy. A lot of people have problems with him. But uh, I actually, when I was 18, I wrote him an email, asked him, could I apply to be his intern? And he just said, no. But he likes me now. Really? <laughs> at least he did you remind him of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what, what did he, he say? He talks about it all the time. <laughs> 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 this guy wanted to be my intern. <laughs> What, what fight? What fight? Who was Connor fighting when Kennedy was Romero? Poirier, was it? Oh, it was Poirier. Was it Poirier? Was yeah, it was Poirier because we were over on the other side. You were on the ground. I was on. I was in the, the floor seats. Yeah. On the floor, yeah. Because I remember when Connor beat Mendez. I met um, Gareth Davis. He loves you, yeah. And the crowd were coming out, and I just went over and gave him a big hug. <laughs> and then he tweeted, The Irish. Oh, no, I won't do that. Yeah. Yeah. We, should, uh, we should try to get Gareth over for a podcast. Not even on Skype. Actually, get him here too. He, he would Fitzpatrick Castle he would Hotel. Do a serious podcast. Like, if you, yeah. if you got free reign just to ask that man questions, like, I'd come and just watch it. <laughs> really? Just throw paper airplanes actually yeah. with different questions. <laughs> I was more so just trying to get a plug in for the hotel that I forgot to start the show. Um, so oh yeah, it's Patrick Patrick Castle. Castle. What a beautiful hotel, in fairness. It is. What a beautiful, beautiful table we have tonight. We've and got the presidential table tonight. Can I just man, ask? Did yeah. we talk about this last time? But every time I come and do this, I yeah. see that bottomless barbecue ad. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were here a year ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a, it's a summer thing. Yeah. Oh my god. We go to it every summer. week. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a taxi fare home that's gonna kill me. Really. Yeah. <laughs> you see, that's why we just park up for the night and get a room on a deal. Oh, Lane, what you? are the rates of the rooms? <laughs> <laughs> There's a swimming pool too, Tree yeah. Lane. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, Pete, the rates of the rooms <laughs> for just a low, low price. So. Uh, yeah, deadly. Um, we had you on a year ago. Um, yeah. yeah. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to recap on that because, I mean, there's not much to talk about really, is there? Not <laughs> no. Anyway, so, I mean, yeah. That was Combat sports has really taken a downturn. Yeah. That was yeah. before McGregor Diaz. Yeah. Was it before or after? Before. Before, before the yoke. We had uh, Pete and Bass rooting on before. That's what it was. Yeah, that was. And then George Foreman wouldn't return our call for tonight. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we tried to get big George. <laughs> well, He's too busy filming uh, the next season of uh, Better Late Than Ever. Oh, yeah, Danny loves yeah. that. Have you ever seen that show, man? I don't watch TV. Pizza, <laughs> you need to watch this, right? It's, four, it's only four episodes long, right? It's George Foreman, uh, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, um, Terry Bradshaw, this mad Ameri- ex-American footballer. I know He's, him, yeah. He is bananas, like. He's absolutely mental. I'm already man. intrigued, okay. Who, I can't he hooked me in already but what well. are they doing William Shatner is the fourth one no way yeah, right. how, do you, how do you leave him to last like, <laughs> yeah. is that just, is that just a that to finish off the combination <laughs> and William Shatner <laughs> you're going to watch it you're going to watch it's it for right. them uh, going around basically Asia on a little tour <laughs> and it's like it is the maddest they go to like uh, South Korea and they go to the demilitarized zone between South Korea oh, and North Korea they go to Japan and stay in capsule hotels and the four of them except for oh, George Foreman is like how do we is that it? Like, is that we we live and sleep in there? And George Roman's like, "Yep," and just goes asleep straight away. Like, really? and they're still trying to figure out how to get in and all. Oh, it's, it's amazing. That sounds brilliant. Though, yeah, actually. it does I'm sound check good. That out. Even getting them to try and eat things is, except who? Uh, will no, George Roman. George Roman brings his own barbecue sauce. No way. Uh, his grill with him. Uh, oh, no, man. they start talking to him about that though. And like it's the amount of money he made off that is You know that was you know yeah, that was Hulk off Hogan. the Hulk Hogan. Yeah. yeah. And then he rejected it. And he took the him. energy drink instead, right? No, he missed the call. They shared the same agent. Yeah, but the, the agent two offered two products. It. And yeah. one was an energy one was like an energy yeah. barrel drink and Foreman 
uh, was the was the grill. Foreman went to the meeting, and then Hulk on the phone was like, "Yeah, give me the give me the energy drink or something." Really? Because yeah. the story I heard Hulk tell before, or could have been Terry Bollea, one or the other. Yeah, I don't know. Whichever one, <laughs> one of them has a ten inch penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's for sure. laughs> he but, told uh, the story where that he had a missed call from his agent, and the voicemail said, uh, "Hey Terry, just want offer you and George some grill." Um, going to be called the George Foreman Grill or the Hulk Hogan Grill get me back let me know what you want rings him back and the agent says oh George said he wants the grill I'll give you something else I think he got like a, a sm- like a smoothie maker I don't know I heard something the energy, like that. I heard energy, the energy drink yeah. it was but, shit uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and years later Hogan brought out his own grill anyway did he? yeah because I had one did you? Yeah, it was it was basically like the dodgy box compared to a sky box. <laughs> I don't know, I've never heard any of them. I don't know what you're talking about. What are these dodgy, dodgy boxes? Box? One would um, where would one procure? Uh, I actually I've just made that term up. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to apologise to all people of the border and north side who are illegally tapping into satellite TV <laughs> and grills. Yeah, exactly. Illegal grilling going on everywhere. Was it an alright grill? What fun. you gonna cook, brother? <laughs> <laughs> It was grand the first three times I used that, and then it leg dropped me. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hooked up. <laughs> exactly, yeah. okay. Imagine if your food was born and it had Hulk up, Hulk up. Came with like a, a Hulk Hogan recipe book and all this, with like real cheesy photos of like Hulk Hogan and like a chef hat and an apron cooking and all. Worth it for that alone. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's what I loved. Stop the lights. And co- like in the you know the full feather boa, which isn't a fire hazard when you're cooking. <laughs> yeah. The sunglasses, you know what I mean. He's, ah, he's flexing. Deadly, he? He's flexing the pythons as he's like you know. Doing his little walk movement or whatever. He was like, 64 two weeks ago. Yeah, wow. yeah, I believe it. Yeah, he looks like a saddle. <laughs> he still packing heat. Yeah. <laughs> In his alter ego. In his alter ego. He's did shriveling you, up. Did you see Terry's that? Terry's up. Yeah, it was brilliant. What the hell? I, now, I did start to nod off after the Hogan bit was over. I thought yeah, it got boring. It did. It, it, did. it, it, kind of, it went off on a tangent. Mm. Yeah. And it didn't feel like it related to the main subject anymore. No. Yeah. It didn't. It, just, it was like about a paper in Las Vegas and towards the end. There was a cheesy music in the background and I just faded off. Yeah. I was like, is Hulk not going to come back? He's not going to make a return? Just comes out and rips the vest off <laughs> yeah, halfway through. Exactly. I'm innocent! Yeah. <laughs> Does he get to see any of that money he was rewarded? I don't know, man, because I can't imagine you Gawker and that dude that bankrolled it all. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say he gives a shit. Exactly. No, and he doesn't give a shit. But the the money he rewarded the Hogan by the judge does Hogan get to see that? I don't know because one hundred twenty. I can't imagine Gawker were like just throwing exactly. out the Benjamins. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, like, where are they going to get? I, I don't people? like the whole Crimea River about Gawker. Like they were absolutely. Nah, they were pigs. They, they were, were scum yeah. merchants. Yeah, yeah now they were. Like, oh, big time! I love the way there's some people are like, "It's attack on the freedom of the press," and I'm like, well, "It is Gawker are a bit come on now." It was. It was, but like. The sword to die on isn't Gawker, you know what I mean? I was like, going no, to say, it's not as if they were like, if they were like the New York Times or, you know, something that actually has a bit of, yeah. I don't want to say they had no credibility, but they certainly weren't exactly. They, you know, they were posting mad shit, let's be honest. Like, they, but exactly they were like, saying that the, the the tape that they released was people wanted to see it, like, that was mm. their excuse. Public interest. Public interest. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's what's where it comes into it. It's interest. what's in the interest of the public versus what's in the public interest. Yeah, but that's not, it's not in the public interest to see someone doing what they do in the bedroom. And it was really weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, someone, CCTV. Told me, someone told me that sort of yeah. thing. I mean, I only read an article about it. Uh, no, no, I saw it. <laughs> 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 I watch it religiously. <laughs> but that, it's weird, though, because his mate, Bubba the Love Sponge, Yeah, he, it said in the testimony, that he was notoriously letting his wife sleep with his mates. They were swingers, co- basically. Right? What he recorded. Isn't that what they call it? Cuckolding? Isn't that, isn't that what it is? I have no idea. I've, no idea. I've never heard of that term before. Maybe it doesn't mean that. Maybe it's a, a horrific slur or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
really so, thought it was. Yeah, this is WTS one twelve. It's the final <laughs> WTS as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nice to you. We've been shut down by Gogger. Exactly. It would be a Northsider coming over here ruining it, wouldn't it? <laughs> Came here with one mission. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, it's been a year since you were here last, man, and uh, the world has changed for you dramatically. Yeah, um, you're off the gear. I'm a vegan, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're off the gear and you're the vegan. Yeah, no, it's been it's been wild to be honest with you. You're not a vegan, though. No, right? no, no, of no. course not. I love I love steak. No. Come on, man. Come on. Actually, I saw a sign on the way up here, and it was like a stop sign, and then someone had wrote like "killing animals" underneath it, and I was like, "Fuck you." Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Such a Southside thing to see. Yeah. <laughs> As they, you know, they spray paint that on their way fox hunting, though, so it doesn't really matter, does it? You know what I mean? Oh, that's, that's, that failed. Okay, never mind. <laughs> what did you stop fox hunting? No, it was like stop killing animals, but it was spray painted by posh outsiders as they went fox hunting. Uh, <laughs> if if you're explaining, you're losing. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> he will edit that out. He, he will edit that out. But when I make myself look stupid, he leaves it in. But he loves it. That's that's the power of production. I man. just constantly <laughs> make myself look stupid. So <laughs> no point. Um, so yeah, right. So it has been a mad year for you. That's even gonna sound like it just because. <laughs> yeah, you look dope. Um, you're you're now uh, like a bona fide international jet set superstar journalist. Like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't left the country since, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, come here. Sure, like, um, I've been freelancing for a long, long time. Um, you know, and I'm thirty now, so it gets a bit awkward. And I'm telling you, like, it, it sounds mad. I was only telling Don McRae from the Guardian. Yesterday, like I, I was, I was on the way out. Like I had actually, I had, I'd ridden it till in, right into the cliff, and then when obviously news talk, they they got rid of their freelancers. I'd already left Fightland and Flow Combat for different reasons, and like news talk when we main one. So when that went, it was like, all right, now we don't, we can't pay rent next month. You know what I mean? So that was so we kind of, I put out a few feelers to. Because I was, because in my head I was like, they're the Irish publication, I replaced with another Irish publication. Coming up to May, Mac, it might be handy, but no success whatsoever. So I was kind of in a shitty situation, and I kind of given up on it. And <laughs> I went down to the job centre and Blanche, I'm not messing with Did you. Did you? And uh, I went up to the desk and I was like, oh yeah. Your mum's like, oh yeah, can I help you? And I was like, obviously I need a job. Like, why else would I be here? And she goes, uh, oh, well, there's like, you have to go through, the, you know, yeah, CVs and kind of sit down and have a consultation. I was like, no, I need a job tomorrow. Like, And so she she went in and she she had a little card. And I was like, this guy called Pavel. <laughs> she just Pavel's number. She's like, this is clean and work on with him. And I was like, grand. And I got home and I rang him. And he was like, oh yeah, well, I'll ring you back next week. For cleaning week. work? Yeah, it was just cleaning offices at night. Like, because I needed cash like to, to pay rent. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I didn't really let Elaine know my uh, girlfriend how bad is this is. How she's finding out because if it is, no, no, she knows. She knows. <laughs> we let it. We, we, we know. She knew after the fact, but yeah. So we went in, and then on the uh, the Monday, Ariel Oani, like obviously the the most famous uh, MMA reporter in the world, he got in touch with me, or was it him? No, it was actually Mark Raimondi, one of his colleagues, and he was like, uh, "We're looking." At a, we'd be interested in having you on board um, if you talk to the editor. I went through different things and I, I really wasn't sure about what was going to happen. But then on the Wednesday, I got the job. And on the Thursday, Pavel gave me the ring back. Go <laughs> 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 on, Pavel! Go <laughs> on, Pavel! Pavel rings me and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, you can get that job or whatever. The, the work is in Dublin 7, I think he said. So that's Fibsborough, I think. I can't even think of any offices in Fibsborough apart yeah. from the Irish. Bowers gone. Yeah. <laughs> but they said uh, they're like, um, yeah, you're going to clean office, blah, 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 night shift. I was like, yeah, grand, whatever. Um, I'm out of getting a job, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to take this. And then he goes, do you mind me asking, like, what, what did you get a job as? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to be an MMA reporter for, for a site in America. And he goes, okay, tell me how that goes for you. <laughs> but a dude no from a cleaning company is giving you that kind of lip. You're, you're thinking, you're second-guessing yourself, you know what I mean? But it all that's well. amazing. Yeah, so Pavel that, turn around to the lads. You won't need to train this for you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah. I'm awful at cleaning as well, so <laughs> I really that, dodged the bullet. Was that was that an interview process with MMAfighting.com? Yeah, it was. Um, it was basically so. Mark reached out to me, and I kind of had a brief conversation with him over an email, and then uh, I had to speak to Brian Tucker, who was the international man of mystery behind it all. Like this guy is is a proper genius. Like it's. I thought Ariel was the man behind it all. Yeah, well, say the chain of command. I think I think I didn't even know. I think Brian's on top and then Ariel and Mark are just directly underneath him and then everybody everybody else has a lot of different roles there like I'm, mm. everybody does a lot you know what I mean but Brian is like the guy nobody really he's in the shadows working like a lunatic <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't sleep he seems like everyone's like he's gonna be awake anytime you have news unbelievable guy um, they've been brilliant like I mean I, I can't be happier like I couldn't be happier with the situation and they've, they've brought in other guys and I mean, everyone on the team is is so helpful like I mean can you imagine how nervous I was kind of foiling for a few articles with them you're like oh my god yeah. yeah you know and then knowing that one of these like these are the best MMA team in the world like and you're thinking one of these guys is gonna have to edit this like he's gonna look at me and just know I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world when he's doing this <laughs> you're gonna be found out like yeah yeah I had imposter I still have it. Yeah, I have it oh, like, I have it still to a certain extent but everything's gone really really well and they're just full of uh they're really confident in me, you know what I mean? They're really like, do what you want, take, give me any ideas you have, let's try and make them work. Like, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it was always my dream to work with them and for it to happen when I had literally just packed it in like the day before, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was no way, there was absolutely no way that I could have continued to do it. Like, there was, like, people don't realize, like, like, there was no, like, the only money I would have been making would have been an, like enough to cover my rent and then nothing like yeah. like not as in no food so is this a full time gig now yeah yeah, yeah. I've got uh, yeah full time contract out I'm so happy days that's Teddy. amazing man congratulations congratulations oh, have they brought you over yet no like I said I wanted a full suite in yeah. the office before they bring me over so I don't want any bullshit when I call to New York <laughs> <laughs> I would Im- I'd imagine they're just holding off to bring them over to the office Christmas party yeah, 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 yeah. what's going to happen Absolutely. will you bring them out to have that Christmas oh, I was just party. transcribing a lot of articles woo <laughs> 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 you bring them to Dublin for the Christmas party. Oh, I'd say they'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah, just, just all of, all of them. And then we get fighting. them all in here to do a do a, a podcast together. Yeah, I'll have, to, yeah. have to buy a couple extra microphones, but sure, why not? Like, yeah, you know I mean? Ariel's just yeah, yeah, Ariel just has a, a utility belt full of microphones <laughs> at all times. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Before you know it, you're on camera going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so does uh, Dana White hate you now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that comes with the contract. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dana White will officially hate you. You just sign off. Yeah, that's grand. Yeah, that's grand. Like, I mean, in fairness, Dana hates anybody that isn't Dana. Yeah, really, you know what I mean. Well, it just like I mean, I'm not like I'm not speaking for Ariel in any way here, but like when you have a guy there that's done what he's done for the sport, like is mm. you know what I mean. 
I've been saying this for years. It's not because I got a job with the, the company, <laughs> like, but the, he's absolutely unbelievable. And the, yeah. the avenues he's brought MMA into in terms of media, in terms of like the he's standard, played, the standard of MMA media is pretty bad. You know what I mean? But mm. you get like I, um, I, I'll stand by anyone on my my team on, over there, and obviously I was very lucky to be in the group that I was in in Ireland yeah. because even though uh, severe. You know, from the very from the get go, guys are very professional over there, and they kind of had a, an understanding of where they wanted to be. So I was, I was very lucky in that regard. But I, honestly, I don't think I think anyone can make it to the open a site and write an article now. Mm. And there's like people don't even know what an exclusive is over here. People don't know what breaking is. They don't know, and they're using all these words and throwing around. It just really lowers the tone for the whole sport. Yeah. Uh, that's why Ariel's pushing forward with this the union, the MMA journalist union which I think would be a great thing if it's done properly. Oh, yeah, I'm not actually joined yet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I will look to do it in the future. But, you know, for, for Dana White to turn around and kind of shit all over this guy the way yeah, he has, is, it's really, it's, it's poor for him, you know what um, I mean? It's one of them things, like, I think Ariel and, and sites like MMA Fighting and all that, they've played a huge part in legitimizing the sport. Yeah. And, yeah. and giving it kind of credibility that it didn't have for mm. so long. Like There's nuanced mm. conversation about the sport as well. I think that even you guys, as, like, I know you are fans of the sport, you probably listened mm. to the MMA hour before. It's a different conversation than most people are having about yeah. the sport. So it kind of, it raises the bar in terms of, Absolutely. we're not just looking at two lads lumping the heads off each other here. Like, you mm. know, we're, we're thinking about this. There's a lots of, lots of uh, moving situations going on in the sport at all times so you know for him to do that um and it's recent you know with this showtime thing like yeah. how is brendan schaub there brendan schaub has been personally very critical of of dana white and obviously i'm, I'm just speaking for myself here it just made no sense yeah to pull helwani and then not have um and, not, and leave brendan schaub there like and i'm not trying to discredit brendan schaub i think it's great what he's doing with his career but it just doesn't add up. Mm. Like, how, how can you have one set of rules for someone and another set of rules for someone else? Like, <laughs> Dana just has... He t- that Brock Lesnar breaking news, he just hasn't got over it. But is, could it be actually that, though? Like, I mean... I think it's a, it, it was a line of stuff and then that was just... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm looking, there's, there's a big element of me speaking out of turn because obviously I have absolutely no idea what goes on other than kind of, you know, the bit that actually leaked through the internet. So mm. I have no inside knowledge whatsoever, clearly. But in my head, I kind of almost imagine this kind of like almost Game of Thrones sort of thing where it's, you know, like the whole bend the knee and he's like, no, I'm not yeah. bending the knee, I'm the king of the north. And well, like, look at this you know for analogy. I mean? Boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like, all right, well. He loves he's no Khaleesi analogy. either. Like, exactly. You know, you know he's I mean? no Khaleesi. No. Danny no. loves analogies and metaphors. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Don't you? I don't know the difference between the two. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> like, um, to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you a simile from a metaphor despite learning it in school several times. But <laughs> yeah, but nah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, look, I don't want to. I don't want to be coming across like I'm, I'm always pissed off about that. Really, really angry. Like yeah. I mean, this is, like Ariel's most people's icon when, when they're coming up in MMA journalism. Like, and he's a moral compass for a lot of people. Like, if yeah. what he does, you kind of like right. That's like it's acceptable. This is the way to do yeah, things. Yeah. And you know, I, I think you know, there's money getting taken out of this guy's pocket over yeah. this shit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like you telling me that they like Ariel Owani, like he'd be on everything. If it wasn't for this little situation, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't know why he won't be. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, um, he definitely, as you said, like he's he sets the bar. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. it comes to this sort of stuff uh, that like we're attempting to do, which is <laughs> to have a discussion about combat sports in some way, shape, or form. Like even even if you know most of it was around Hulk Hogan's penis or talking five minutes, but you know, and his grill. That I'm sure he'd be very him. proud to be well to be mentioned in the same breath. <laughs> yeah, as Ariel, as Hulk Hogan's yeah. Hulk Hogan's phallus. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Oh, not terrible layers though. 
yeah, not terrible, not terrible eyes, eyes, no. You know the way you were saying there uh, that Ariel helped kind of legitimise the mm. sport in certain areas of the public in, mm. in America and Canada and whatever. Um, America and Canada and whatever. I like North America. Yeah, North America. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you feel... Do you feel sometimes you're that equivalent in Ireland? And no. if so, like, how are you getting on? <laughs> Will China legitimise the sport in their uh, kind of media spectrums? I'd, I'd always try to... I'm always trying to tell people what's going on in terms of the sport being legitimised. And I, I, the problem is that the, the record hasn't changed in the mainstream media in four years here. Like, I mean, mm. me, Ash Daly and Paddy Hoolan and, Sher- uh, and Mike Sheridan... We're in RTE uh, doing a debate the other day, like the RTE yeah. debate. And look, it was definitely the best one I've ever been a part of. As in entertainment, setup, everything. They had a really unbiased um, adjudicator between the two. Like, you know, usually when you're doing these things, the guy hates MMA that's actually doing the. Yeah. And he's like, ha! This is a lot of bollocks. <laughs> what do you think, Peter? You know, like Tom McGore, because John Cavanagh. Yeah, yeah. But this was, this was great. And, but. The arguments about this, but the problem is, right, every time the sport is brought up in the mainstream media in Ireland, it's either a Connor fight or it's this isn't a sport. Yeah. And no matter if that's true or not, if that's all the people are hearing every time this sport is brought up, it's a massive issue. And, you know, this was a really good one. And when I talked to the guys, I knew it was going to be a good one. So I wanted to be a part of it. But I get offered these shows like every couple of weeks and it usually is the, the, the kind of uh, the adjudicator siding with the other side of it it's just like this is ridiculous you know um, I, I hope I hope that I could be like I've helped I've helped it at all but like you have people like Ashing Daly who's all over the all over the um, the logistical side of it the, all over the actual organisation of the safety, safety protocol yeah. like I mean these people are the people that are pushing the legitimacy of the sport like just like you guys you guys know all about this but like go and watch Go and watch it MMA for like in the three weeks out from a fight. Go and watch them just a normal day. Go and see what they do. And Kimmage then was torn, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. Well, well, fair play to Kimmage. Like he actually went and saw it. Like they yeah. respect for Ken for Kimmage, um, Ken Early that is, and um, even Phil O'Connor from Reuters. Like Reuters, the biggest news were in the world, and he's taking MMA into Reuters, and he's looking nuanced conversation about about MMA. And these are all Irish guys, and this is great, you know, and and. I, I, I can only applaud them for doing that because it's the easiest thing in the world after a Conor McGregor fight. Like, let's shit all over this. Get a response. You know, it's happened so much and it's, and it's always the same thing. It's like they blow the dust off the same feature every time. You know yeah. what I mean? Why, why don't you think anyone covered the, the, the shambolic press conference? My words. To be honest, to <laughs> well, be honest, the, the, the press conferences should have been covered because of they were they were shambolic. shambolic. Like, that was a yeah. genuine criticism. Like I'm all welcoming for genuine critical thought on this sport is is needed. There's a massive issue of weight cutting. There's a massive issue with payment of fighters. There's a massive issue of what fighters do after they fight. There's a massive issue of PEDs. There's a massive. There's lots of really interesting things you can talk even, about. Even just the health. The, yeah, the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look, look at Neil Siri as we're talking about off the ball and even before the fight when he did the interview with me saying like I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do after this yeah. I'm yeah. terrified that's the most interesting thing I've ever heard that guy is just so interesting like he's mm. the most interesting person I've ever covered in my life yeah. but Siri, and it's because he doesn't think he's interesting you know yeah. what I mean but Siri, why do you Siri think was, they didn't cover the uh, I think well to be honest I think the time had a lot to do with it 
um, up until they all were on the London one but yeah. they weren't on the other ones because it was so late at night it's hard to get copy out the following day when another press conference is starting that night yeah. if you know what I mean and why I didn't they come to Dublin why didn't the tour come to Dublin Floyd didn't want it yeah. he didn't want to go in happened. a kind of you seen yeah. what happened to Jose hostile, hostile like mm. you seen what happened to Jose and he's like I'm not having that yeah. want to be some swipe out McGregor takes 16 belts off him or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that official though that he is because Floyd didn't want to well, come that was all that was all the talk of it in the lead up and um, yeah well we pretty much presumed that London would be Dublin yeah, and was. like yeah. I mean well LA was everywhere it was yeah. Yeah. but people don't realise that in them like I, I think it's so funny like you see the MMA fans getting worked up with Floyd like oh Connor won that one. I was like, uh, do you realize that booze are applause for for Floyd Mayweather? Like he's sitting up there lapping it up. Yeah. The yeah. More, like I'll tell you what, every single person that went to that press conference, any city, was a Conor McGregor fan. They didn't really care about Floyd Mayweather, Mm-mm. but they left that place hating Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And I wanted to see him get bashed. That is the genius of Floyd and that's Mayweather. where us as pro wrestling fans now. That's what a heel does, man. That's what yeah, a baddie does. What a heel gets is meant involved. to do. Like, yeah, gets yeah. them involved. Yeah, you know, and that's. Like, and that's why he's a, nearly a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's why he's um, fighting. Yeah, in MMA's there. The, uh, the just what you were saying about Siri, like, the, and Neil Siri is one of them guys. I've I've never had the pleasure of meeting him, but it's not a pleasure. Yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> human being. That doesn't make him uninteresting, though. <laughs> but I, I even remember, like, a couple of years back when, kind of, I think it was just after the UFC came back and uh, Connor fought Brandel in the, the tree arena and point depot and the point depot and there was the whole thing about kind of like oh you know what I mean who's going to be the next Conor McGregor and all this and I, I think yeah. I remember seeing it at the time kind of being like lads th- there's not going to be a next yeah. one like, y- y- like if you weren't actually thinking about going into this go into a fine but also kind of back yourself up like make sure you have something to fall back on because mm. He didn't. He had a full time job throughout his whole career. Yeah, yeah and I can yeah. remember I used to have conversations with him. Like, oh, you have to give it one fight just without it. And by like the end of his career, I'm like, you're a genius. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you, you perfect sense the whole yeah. way through this. Like, and there's me like being selfish. Imagine if he had a whole camp. He was there saying to me like, I can't train more than I am. I'm old. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. do this. And like, he just. I don't know, it's like the reluctant part of him and like this is a guy that first time we showed up with cameras to Team Rhino, he ran out the fire exit and got on his bike and cycled home because like, he yeah. doesn't like being on camera. And then wow. to see the guy on off the ball then. But yeah. did the Kevin Kilvan asked him the same question on off the ball, saying, oh, are the gyms healthy in terms of uh, producing the next Conor McGregor? Neil Seary was like, uh, exactly what Danny said what he said three four years ago, he said yeah. as well two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm, yeah, no, he's been, he's been brilliant. Very um, modest. Yeah, that unbelievable, and like, I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I think he was the least likely to become a cult hero out of all of these guys, yeah. and he's kind of endeared, uh, just like, just like Paddy Ullen and Arash or, yeah. or Connor, like, and he has a real cult following. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I remember the night he won the title and hit the helix, the cage mm-hmm. warriors title. It was great. So, like, that was the beginning of yeah. just the Neil Series story yeah. really for a lot of people because. I tell you, like submission, wasn't it? Yeah, arm barred him yeah. third round, I think. Mm. And there was a great fire cylinder up until that point. That that last kind of derailed him, like. Yeah. yeah, it was. He was a really like he was an outright talent. Like, yeah, if he had won the belt, he would have been signed with the UFC. You know, it took uh, Siri a kind of a short notice call up after that because his record, the way it was, no one could see the fact that he was like six and one at flyweight. 
they just saw like whatever it was like 12 and 11 or whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. it was at the time he that's what he was six and one as a, as a flyweight like you know what i mean because yeah. he was fighting as high as welterweight at one point what so that's like 50, Neil Siri was. 50 pounds because there was no weight divisions so like there was no weight divisions lower than welterweight at, at one point in ireland so he would go in like and like just look for anyone that was kind of close <laughs> and so he's and he's a little headbanger and he didn't love him even more he didn't even know jiu-jitsu like. Like no, he, I knew that, yeah. He was going in yeah. to just throw digs and then he'd be like, get taken down at bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but like this this is the that that's the competitor in him. In him, yeah. That's yeah, unbelievable. Like, Everyone I mean, loved watching him fight. He's an inspirational dude f- for me, you know? Yeah. Like um really like I think uh, I, I I think it would be an awful shame if somehow Neil Siri isn't given some kind of platform to talk because you have to harness people with that kind of honesty. Like that's yeah. that's what's rare in the fight game. Does he want it though? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> listening to his off the ball interview, it's like this lad needs to be not as, not as much a public speaker, but you know, he was t- very candid about his panic attacks and mental yeah. health and stuff. You could see someone the fact like that he came back. I, like I knew that was yeah. going on at the time. Yeah. And um, he could work right with Pieta House or something like that. You know what I mean? He's just he's an he's a great ambassador for the sport. Yeah, yeah. and because. He probably isn't talking about the prettiest things. He doesn't seem that way to a lot. You know, mm. I don't yeah, think anybody yeah. would say he's a bad ambassador, but it's harder to kind of broach these subjects. But for him, it's just, I don't care. I don't owe anyone anyone. Mm. No, yeah. I don't owe anyone anything. And and I love the way he, he called this shot. Like, I'll retire. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to retire. Like, you're not yeah. going to tell me, oh, no, you don't have another fight in your contract. I'm going to leave when I want to leave. I loved as well that like he knew he was going to be leaving. So that UFC fighter thing that they had them all in Vegas, and he just he lapped it up. He, he his act, Instagram. He Danny texts me. The Look stories, at series Instagram. The stories oh, it was unreal. Are absolutely mental. Like that was honestly that was kind of like one of my favorite things to ever follow through social media. Just the exploits. Was, did you hear about? <laughs> The point where his opponent tried to intimidate him over at the... At the <laughs> <laughs> no. Neil didn't even know who he was. <laughs> really? So he walks, he walks by. He walks by because your man was training with Henry Cejudo, a uh, former Olympic wrestler, Golden Gloves yeah. champion, really promising flyweight, uh, fought for the title recently. Uh, lost. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. he, he was with Pantajo. So Pantajo was doing the camp with Cejudo. And they're in Vegas, and Neil had had a few, and Artem up at the bar. I was, you can imagine. Could see them, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. so they were up. They like they were saying like they were at these seminars, and they go, "Oh yeah, it's a five minute break," and like the other fighters would look down the hall, and they just see like Siri and Artem's <laughs> arses just running out to the bar because <laughs> it was all it was all free as well. Oh, you know what I mean? But they said they were there were a few on at one stage and. And Pantaja and Zahudo showed up, and Neil didn't know who they were. And uh, they kind of walked up to him and they said, uh, I'm watching a lot of film of you. He was like, Ah, oh, fair fucking play, dear Smash. Nice one, lads. Yeah, he didn't know who they were. It's just the funniest thing because when he got back, he's like, Oh, your man trains with Zahudo, does he? Oh, yeah, okay. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> He said, like, people are making evils at him, and people are kind of looking at him. Like, look, like say, when anyone else was ordering a drink, they were kind of looking around to see if their opponent was drinking as well. So he's probably eight points deep with <laughs> the put, put a tiny Pantaggio got to the bar. You know what I mean? That's hilarious. That's amazing, man. But, like, that at the same time, like, that might seem like, oh, he doesn't care or whatever. But he only did that because he knew he could have his eight week camp straight off that. Yeah. So he yeah. was like, blowout in Vegas, camp begins. And that's the way it was. And he yeah. went on a mad one down to the gym. Um,. To to move to I suppose the most obvious topic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing that people usually do last, but pick a winner. 
Where, like I mean, where where only a couple of days out, like yeah, I mean, yeah. Ro- Rosa Tralee, pick a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Tralee is the winner every year. <laughs> <laughs> Classic, <laughs> all those lovely girls. <laughs> what a brilliant. Yeah. Well, no, like I tell you, Maymac, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Logically, I can't, I can't look beyond Floyd Mayweather. Like I mean, this is, like this is the great, the greatest fighter of the generation I've watched boxing. Um, absolutely untouchable um, against a guy who's never fought in professional boxing before however here's the however I love the however yeah, he's just there's something about McGregor where you'd be almost stupid to rule him out you know what I mean like yeah. it's like so many times and I think there's a lot to what he was saying about Aldo and not so much Diaz but like Aldo certainly was a fight that everybody like even fighters were telling me there's no way he beats Aldo there's no way he beats Aldo. Uh, everyone that, was saying it. Yeah, like, and he did that <laughs> so well. <laughs> you know, like, in 13 seconds, I was saying, but, but it's absolutely, it was, like, that is the most shocking thing I've ever witnessed. It's the most shocking UFC result, I think, of all time. You know, like, yeah. I was sitting beside Dave Scholler and he hadn't sat down and the fight was over. Like, he was doing, like, them quick Instagram yokes. Oh, it's fight time, blah, blah, blah. And he was looking at his phone. Watching the thing probably upload. Yeah. And by the time he sat down, it was... And I just looked at him. And I was like, you didn't see that. And he was like, what? 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 And he turned around and I was like, oh my God. Like, I just, this is absolutely unfathomable. Like, like the, the thing about Connor... Sure me, nearly walked. Huh? I nearly stood up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Gra- Graham has been featured in more uh, mainstream <laughs> publications than I have. <laughs> but... Uh, the thing, like, that was just unbelievable. And the thing about Connor, from the first time I ever saw him fighting in 2010, um, was that power. Like, that's like the. Yeah. You noticed that in 2010? Yeah, well, that was the reason why I was saying this guy's going, this is why he's the one that's going to go to the UFC. Like, obviously, we thought Roddy was as well at the time. But the reason why Connor was doing, when he hit p- p- people that went to sleep, and that was so rare for, like, and that's still so rare for featherweights for lawyer divisions. When he went in there, he was like a wrecking ball. Like no mm. one, had, no one, Baraldo was finishing people. And when he got to the UFC, he stopped finishing people. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, he did. Yeah, you know. So then you have Connor coming in, and I've watched him knock a guy out in six seconds. I've watched him knock out a guy in ten seconds. And you're like, like this isn't lucky punches, and this isn't because the other guys are weak or they don't have good chins. Like you can't do this so many times in a row, and it's because of these freak yeah. circumstances. And that's when you kind of go, this guy's an anomaly for a, a million different reasons. And that's before you even get to the personality mm. and this crazy belief in himself. Like, I literally watched that guy will his knee to be well before that man this fight. It was bollocks. If you watch that fight now, he can't move off. A, like, he's in a straight line and he moves completely different in that fight mm. because his knee will not allow him to move any other way. He gets taken down very easy in that fight because his knee will not allow him to switch an angle and put pressure on the head to get out of there. He couldn't fight like he couldn't fight like a normal person, and then he went in anyway, and he knocked the dude out in the second round. <laughs> like I mean, he his thing. knee was in a bow jangle, lads. Like. Yeah, but man, I mean, like Chad Mendes only had like you know like less than fourteen days to get ready for that. Full fight, camp man. Mendes. What yeah. would he do against Full Camp Mendes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that is, and Tanya, we should get Gardo and Paul to cover that conspiracy theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Shout that's out like, those conspiracy guys. Great podcast. I, I literally watched him stand, stand, like in front of Roddy and Johnny be like, oh, feels great. My knee feels great. And you know, he's wincing in pain as he's mm. saying this. But he just, oh, yeah, look, I can do this. I can do this. I was only there for two weeks before that fight, but 
This is in the McMahon's. Yeah, and I was like, this is insane. You know, I was like, he's... Like, How did he injure it? In a training situation with Rory McDonald, as far as I knew. Rory that's, McDonald? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a rumor. a situation with him and Rory McDonald, as far as I knew. As far Rory trained with him in that camp? It was when he was in Toronto for something, or Canada for something, yeah. or else LA for something, and Rory was there at the same time, and they had a few rounds. And wow. From what I hear, you know, I don't think Rory feels this way about it, certainly, but... You know, people in the Connors camp were like, he's a bit reckless the way he was training there, you know. Mm. Um, and Connors' knee was obviously in a bad situation already. From the ACL? Yeah. So, like, he never really got a time to recover off that, if you think about it. 11 months and then he's back fighting Randell, three months later fighting in Poirier. Yeah. And then, you know, you're off to the races. January is Seaver. Then you're off to the World Tour with Aldo. He pulls <laughs> out, then you're fighting Mendes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. Like, it's insane. Like, he got stem cells injected into it or something, didn't he? Or yeah, like, that's yeah. the way most people would, the treatment most people Crazy, get now. Man. In the knee? Yeah. yeah. Stem Daniel cells. Daniel Cormier had to get a lot of them before the last Jones fight. Oh, man. Don't, Daniel Cormier, man. My heart breaks for that guy. Yeah. I absolutely love him, like, yeah. and just... Uh, I don't. Yeah, even if I don't, I still think it's bullshit. The world. Like, he's yeah. turned into a meme now. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I want to see emotion in fires. I don't yeah. want to see Joe Rogan sticking a microphone on their no, Facebook. No. I, I, I like to see... I hate the way Joe goes, I don't like doing this with fighters, but I'm going to do it. And then he's like, mm. I don't even know what happened. I was in shock. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. no, you, you knew what you were doing. You admitted what you, you were asked, doing. You asked calculated questions. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you admitted. You, you made a shock, statement. You just go... This fucking Alpha Brian failed there, didn't it? Yeah. Fucking. Uh, what about when he when he interviewed Alistair Overeem as well? Yeah. Well, I think that, that was the one where that he was said the, that the Strata broke the camel. Yeah, back. that was yeah. the one where he said, "I'm no longer going to do this." And in fairness, I think don't think he has done it until Cormier. Mm, but the right, Cormier, of all the ways to shit the bed, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest fight in, in the year for UFC. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean. That fight ruined Britney Spears for me a year before that, and then <laughs> it no. ruined. That was supposed to be uh, the main event for Poirier. Really, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not too broken hearted about it there because I got to see uh, Mighty Mouse fight, which just because I'm a fan of Mighty Mouse was great. Like uh, I still would have rather seen Carmine Jones, but still, like yeah. just you know the sort of Mighty Mouse narrative me there. So yeah. you're saying Connor can do it? I just I I can't factor out a guy who can will himself through. An injury that nobody else would have fought on. Yeah, uh, I can't can't bet against a guy who's constantly proving people wrong since 2011, and I can't bet against a, fe- a fella that every person in that camp isn't lying to me when they tell me that he's going to do this. Like whether whether that's true or not, they they completely believe it. Like it's as I was saying to Danny before I came in here. Like I've been interviewing these guys for years, and I know when they're selling me wolf tickets. Right, you know, like I know sometimes when they, <laughs> wolf tickets, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes they say stuff, and like, like in my situation, even though I know these people, you can't really call them on like you're a lion. You know, you can't say it. Like, yeah, just but gonna, you can say. You're giving oh, would them, you stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you stop? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, go but, full Irish mammy on it. Yeah. Like, would you stop? I, I've talked to everyone in this camp, like, and it's like they can't believe what's happening. Like, yeah. like, in every, terms of the camp, or? in terms of Connor, what he's doing, but like. See, and this is kind of, I suppose, where it's it, it gets a bit frayed and it gets a bit frenetic because you've got the polymalgen, malogen, poly, 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 poly walnuts. You've got the poly situation. <laughs> Malinagey, like the thing about this is, and what I'm, what have you heard? Was it a push? How I was the twelve rounds? I think it's pretty um, grey. <laughs> I don't think it's a black or white issue at all I because so, I either. can see the hand on the back of the head. 
and you cannot hold and hit in boxing you can't that's against the rules it's mm. one of the first rules of boxing you cannot hold and hit at the same time that's where you see people tied up uh, release and punch on the release like you know break and just start hitting again yeah. you can't hold and punch Connor's hand is on the back of his head quite clearly um, he looks great up until that point but if you're going to tell me that that's uh, a black and white situation and it's a knockdown you're wrong because I've talked that's to boxing referees about it and they're like on, on the first time you see that you think it's a knockdown 100% and that's why they put it out there yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I don't think they even put it out there for this but they but played like, it the most the mo- it's the biggest marketing tool outside of the press conference that they've had but it's yeah. not only that as well it's like it I is, mean yeah. it's, it's uh, this is like a literally people are talking about this being like a billion dollar for you even though it's not going to be a billion but whatever like it's the, the biggest money making for you ever and the the quality of the footage that's came out hasn't been that bad since the Paris Hilton sex tape. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it is never saw. Sex tapes, weren't they? But like it, it's grainy. It's like I mean, he must have shot that on some bleeding sharp. <laughs> Dana's phone, phone was it? I don't know, but no, I mean, you can see Dana. You know, I would have said it was myself. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, I mean. And this is where the conspiracy theory comes into it, and this is where I suppose Polly managed Polly uh, comes back. <laughs> Polly Walnuts, yeah, comes back into it with a whole kind of like, you know, you can't even see it. You can't even see clearly what that is. I'm telling you, now, I was there. I know what it was, and it's kind of people are buying into the whole, you know, the second shooter or the grassy knoll situation here, where yeah. it's like the footage isn't clear enough, and that's exactly what you're saying. I didn't think I know the footage. I just, I just, we don't. I did think of the footage. That's the problem. Like it's like I can't. I can't say, like, I was like, oh, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was watching it and I was like, I can't tell. I don't know. Yeah, and, like, people were like, he's hit, he's hit him with a four-punch combination. How many of them punches can you actually see in? Like, yeah. he looks great. Don't get me wrong. He looks like, it looks like his body, Malinaji's body is reacting to these arms that are clearly getting thrown at him. But I can't see the shots pinging him. Like, there's apart from one, the, other, the other video, the other yeah, video you can see say, a lot there, better. There's one left where, like, oh, yeah. I'm like... Good, fair play to you, Polly Polly for standing up. The left, Polly, the Polly. left jab, <laughs> the left jab was it? The, the left, I hit him. Yeah, Jesus, that's, yeah, that's yeah, snapped yeah. him like you know. Yeah. But, but. I'll tell you one thing. I was talking to a guy who knows kind of very well, a uh, professional boxer by the name of Luke Keeler. The, the, Luke, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Paddy Fermat. There, he, he actually came up with Connor in the Crumlin boxing gym, and he, this guy has nothing but respect for Connor. Like he, yeah, he yeah. loves. Luke's the guy. a great boxer yeah, as well, and, and he loves the guy. Like you know what I mean? He knows him so well. They they they've sparred, I think, as far as I know. And, and he really, really respects Connor and everything he's done. But the one thing he said to me was, he goes, yeah, look, whether it's a knockdown or a pushdown, I don't really care. The thing that stuck out to me is Connor's been in there for 20 rounds with Pauly Malinaji, who's been knocked out quite a lot in his career, and he could not <laughs> knock him out. And his only way to beat Floyd Mayweather is to knock him out. Hadn't thought of that. Say, sorry, say that again. He's been in sparring for 20 rounds against Pauly Malinaji, who yeah. has been knocked out on several occasions in his career. He's considered quite chinny by what I know from, like from the box community have told me. Yeah. He's been in there for 20 rounds with Pauly, and he can't put him away. And the, people are saying the only way he can beat Mayweather is to knock him out. Right, so he, he's saying that Conor won't knock him out then? Yeah, he's saying it's improbable if he hasn't been able to... Like, Malinaji, who's out of shape, well, who hasn't... Who, who is, who is, is really retired, like, who is, I know. who is overweight. Like, you know, he used to fight, like, I think about uh, two stone over the way he's walking around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, well, and, he's, know, and he's, he's been out of training. I know Randy Couture was saying Paulie was treating it as Baron and Conor was treating it like it was the, the yeah. world title fight. Is there anything to be said there for the whole... 
it was sparring MMA versus to, boxing well no the, the whole kind of like he didn't knock him out because it's sparring and you're not trying to kill them in sparring well Connor was definitely Connor. yeah I know yeah. but that's kind of what some Con- people Connor's definitely to. full on I'd say in all his spares mm. yeah but this is what Owen Roddy told me the other day he's like in MMA we tried to we're going in there to fight like in sparring especially when it gets to that intensity in camp yeah, yeah. he said like you know this is as close to a full on fight obviously you're not going to need a face off <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> do you know what I mean but like he's like you know that basically we're, we're getting as close to simulating a fight as possible so that's what we were trying to do there right like you know what I mean so he goes Polly didn't like that he has an ego like an understandable you know but we thought this was and I think that is a point like I think that and I think this has been raised by a lot of people. Polly Malinaji thought he was going to come in as some type of consultant. Yeah. And do a few rounds here and there so he can point out flaws. He's asked to do eight rounds the first day he's there and then he's asked to do 12 a week later. That's, And as he says, most bar- sparring partners will only be used in a rotationary system. So the, the key fighter, the primary fighter, the protagonist will, will get like fresh fighters all the time to, yeah, to yeah. drag the best out of him constantly. So... Most of the time, say Floyd Mayweather's in there, he'll have Zab Judah in for four rounds, he'll have Errol Spence in for another four rounds, and then he'll have uh, Javante Taylor, Javante in for the last um, four rounds, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So he's constantly against a fresher fighter, yeah. a guy that's going to give him the best look, where it demands the best out of his technique all the time. So that's different, as far as I know. As far as Polly's telling me, I'm not, I'm not a, like, you know, I'm not yeah, as entrenched yeah. in boxing as I am in MMA. But why, why do you think Conor didn't make the decision? I would have thought from Connor's history of sparring, boxing, sparring mm. with uh, Celtic Warriors, why wouldn't he have brought in like Packy Collins? I've actually a 5,000 word feature coming out about this uh, next week. <laughs> oh, so, do you? But, like, yeah, yeah, I can tell you. I thought that would have been a no brainer. It was, and sure, I mean, John was, John Kavanaugh was asked about this after the, the win over Alvarez, and he was said, if there is a fight, a boxing fight, Packy Collins is coming in. John Kavanagh said that. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was expected. And Connor's been over there since 2011 in mm. Celtic Warriors sparring. Yeah. It's a long, long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a long time. They used to release loads of photos of yeah. like a day sparring with oh, Celtic Warriors. Oh, and I think like, he, was, he, was, he was sparring there right up until the Diaz rematch. Right. Mm. And like, I think the only reason why he wasn't there before Alvarez because it just wasn't conducive to the time. Like, I yeah. Mean, it's like, it's, it's uh, three months or something. Three yeah. or four months. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, three months. It was August Three months, in August like, November. Doesn't have time. So, yeah, I guess I guess what I, you'll see in the article eventually. I'm not giving away anything mad here, but like Pascal was just like, they're right. Like on short notice, like I'm doing stupid stuff here. Like you know, coming in and trying to teach kind of how to be a boxer on on this kind of for a fight like this is actually it's not it's it's not a good idea. Like you need to embrace the the unique approach we're going to bring to boxing here because if you try to box Floyd Mayweather, that's not going to go very well for you. Like you yeah. need to do something to him combat him yeah <laughs> you know what i mean but like that, he's like it's it's you know you know you can have a brilliant boxer like yeah. like manny pacquiao and you have freddie roach in his corner and they can't come up with a way to do it like mm. how was how he gonna get a guy who's never boxed professionally and in three months turn him into the guy who beats floyd mcwetter floyd who boxes floyd mayweather even. so then the zone roddy have the experience to be floyd mayweather well on roddy the thing i've i've said about this and why i think he's the the best choice was roddy and, the, and connor was right to stick with him is a lot of people are talking about oh, Connor should go. Never mind uh, P- Packy Collins, who I'm sure a lot of people would agree with. You know, in terms of the Irish guy, he's been with him loads. But people are saying, why isn't he going to like Freddie Roach? Mm. Freddie Roach doesn't like. Even if Freddie Roach is brought in, given a million quid, at the end of the day, he won't believe that Connor can do this. Yeah, he just nobody won't. will. Probably. His sensibility just won't allow him to. Mm. When you're on Roddy and you've seen this guy constantly defy the odds. 
That's a brilliant point you just made. You know, and, and Connor will look into Roddy's eyes and he'll say, I'm going to win, Roddy. And Roddy will look back at him and go, I know you are. Like, that's, that's huge. Like, that is, yeah. if you don't have confidence in your camp, you are bollocks. Yeah. You know, you need everybody in there going, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And Connor is a thinker like that. Like, that's, he's, he feeds off positive energy, and um, especially when it comes to his, his sports. You know what I mean? And, and he, he has blind belief. You know, like, like it is like for to us from the outside, it's blowing belief. But when you've been on Ruddy and you've sat there and watched it, the only like I can, and I know that Ruddy isn't lying to me when he tells me he can do this because I can remember after the Brimage fight, we're in Sweden and I ran backstage. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe this. We're, this guy's going to be a superstar. I can remember my headline the next day was like a star was born in Stockholm because we just knew it was going. It was going. Once he could beat a UFC caliber guy like that, he yeah. can beat Aldo. That's, yeah. what I was, that's where I was. Yeah. And remember Gary Day Davis saying to me, you think he's going to win everything, don't you? <laughs> but I, I can remember Ruddy backstage and you cannot... Ruddy is too genuine. He doesn't, he doesn't have a good poker face. And he was there and he was just like, I can't believe this. I just can't believe it. Like, and I knew he couldn't believe it. And we all couldn't believe it. But this camp is different. It's not, Ruddy is so confident. I'm looking at that workout and I'm not even watching Connor hitting the bag. I'm looking at Ruddy watching Connor hitting the bag. And I'm like, this guy is ready. Like, he is, would put his house on this tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. And, and every time I've talked to him, he hasn't given me the slightest... Slightest impression of anything else, and I know Roddy a very long time, and probably more than all of the fires in Ireland. And uh, he was like, um, he was like to me, and I, the only like, the one thing he said about it was like, yeah, when they told me I was going to be the guy, yeah, believe me, there was a whole night of, oh my god, what's going on, what's going on. <laughs> he said, but then you just go and see Connor training, and then the vo- the flow starts going between us, and then. A week later, like, Mayweather doesn't have a chance here, lads. You know what I yeah. mean? And I, I believe them. So like, Roddy's going to be doing his corner then. Oh, yeah. Doing yeah. the talk and then, mm. yeah, good, mm. good. So it's like, uh, as far as I know, I'm sure it'll just be Roddy, John and Artem. Like, Connor don't, yeah. don't want to mix, mess yeah. with anything, you know? Yeah, but I, mean? I, I hope it's just Roddy in Boy. the ring with him. Just personal <laughs> preference. Yeah, no, of course. I He's the striking coach. And yeah. as John said very early on. There's no need for John to be there. Mm. So, like in in the corner, there's no need for John to be there in the yeah, corner. Yeah, do you know what I mean? In my opinion, yeah. no, because in fairness, like I know people will say, like John is the jujitsu guy. If if it was a, a straight up jujitsu match, of course you'd want no one other than John Kavanagh there. Is that what you're getting? At? And Dylan Dennis. Yeah. And Dylan Dennis. Yeah. Um, are we talking about a scenario here where basically Connor has? Something like four rounds to effectively blow his muck and do it. Mm. And if he doesn't, <laughs> that's what I think. Beautiful analogy again, yeah. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be as delicate as I can. Yeah. What a but wordsmith! Like, <laughs> Classic Danny, that is. But but are we are we looking at a situation here where it's kind of like you know get it done or in you're in for a long night? I saw a video Luke Thomas um, released it the other day. It was of Manny Pacquiao sparring. I'm oh, sorry. Jose Aldo sparring a really famous boxer in Brazil. I can't say his name. Real. Fernando, I think his second name is. And Fernando Soros. Mm, yeah. That's, sorry, first name. Well, Brazilians, <laughs> they use it backwards. That's what it <laughs> but uh, he was kind of highlighting that, like, at the very start of this fight, it looks like an even fight. And then at the end of it, these are in different leagues. Because yeah. your technique disappears when your, your tank is gone. Hmm. You know, and if you're missing shots, that's... They don't. They the ones that sap your energy. It's not the ones where you're actually connecting because you're yeah. getting, you're living off adrenaline. Then look, I'm gonna pop in, keep on popping this fella. Like you, you know, you're in the ascendancy. Like testosterone okay. gets your way. But like when you uh, when you um, 
when you see Aldo fighting this guy, and Aldo's always had great hands, always going to tease boxing. Not not to the extent that Connor is good with his hands, but you can see his technique goes out the window when he gets tired. The last person in the world you want to be matching technique with when you're tired is Floyd Mayweather. He is perfect. He yeah. is pretty much perfect. Yeah. Like I mean, he's ne- even the last round of fights, he's perfect. Yeah. You know, and and when you get tired, your your right hand's gonna just dip a little bit less. You know, you're gonna notice it, and then the jab starts coming at you. And his jab is so refined, you can probably hit it from every single angle possible. Like, I mean, it's, I think that's why, that's why the first four rounds are important for me. Um, and, you know, I don't know what he's going to do. Like, I mean, I've heard, I've talked to people who've heard the game plan. And this is another thing that keeps on. Who's game plan, Connors? Yeah. Mm. And they're like, man, the game plan is solid. Like, you know, I'm not met. Like, the game plan is solid. And I'm like, hey, how well, is the game plan? Like, how what, is Manny Pacquiao's game plan not solid? I was going to say, yeah, yeah. everybody, even Berto thought he had a solid yeah, game yeah, plan. Yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, so. I don't know. Like, I'm just listening to, I'm just listening to people who are watching these fights, obviously looking at Mayweather a lot, looking at Connor an awful lot and thinking about what he can do. And then when they're told what, what he's going to do, they're like, oh. And I don't know what that is. And that's somehow. <laughs> That's so still like, going. Yeah. Oh, really? It's like getting hypnotized through YouTube. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, all this stuff. Like the benefit of that, you have to give Connor the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, of course. Like not that he's gonna win it. Like Mayweather should win this a million times. You know, yeah. like he should. There shouldn't be a question there, but there is, and it's because it's Connor. And I'm not gonna say I think he's gonna win because I don't. But I'm not gonna eliminate the chance of him winning. And so, shocking the world. Like, I mean, one of the biggest ups, upsets ever. Like, I know Sean Sheen's been saying Leicester City. Leicester City's way more <laughs> impressive. But, I mean, come on. Leicester were juicing, though. Yeah. You know? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> if, uh, if anybody from Leicester is listening, allegedly. Apologies. <laughs> I'm not, not apologising. Yeah, no, it's, it's all right. I am, yeah. yeah. am apologising. I just want to say I'm not sorry and I'll do it again. And I'll do it again. No, but do, do you get that? Like, I can feel it in the fan base. I can feel it even in boxing to a slight extent, like, Connor does this thing where there was absolutely yeah. no chance in hell when they announced this fight. Look, there's no look, chance in hell that this fight was going to happen about yeah, eight yeah. months ago. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's a brief synopsis of my life as a Connor McGregor fan. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Let's sit back. <laughs> Connor wins two Cage uh, Warriors world titles. That's nice. Yeah, right? yeah. Connor knocks out Brimage. That's nice. But he'll probably just be a journeyman in the UFC now. Because he's Irish. He goes on a fucking tear. And I mean, up until i seen him absolutely just destroy Portier, who, Portier for me at the time, I was sort of thinking, this, this guy is... This the leap up into the rankings. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is the guy that has the complete skill set that Connor can't beat him. Exactly, Connor yeah. cannot beat this guy. Yeah. And yeah. when he bet him, so what did the Irish say? Ah, sure, it's all fixed. Yeah. <laughs> it's fixed. <laughs> I was going to say, for me was, because I was looking at it, I was like, Portier is going to be a future champ, man. This is, yeah. I'm telling you, this... Yeah. And then he smoked him, and my mind was blown. And then it, it was kind of like this thing where, like you said, people saying, Should that, that punch didn't even hit your man. That's a fix, that yeah, is. I was so kinda, offended by that one. That kind of fucking irked me. That pissed me off a little bit, and it was like, no. How well, it pissed you, you off because it was coming from people that were only watching the sport uh, it went two weak. minutes. Yeah, like, I mean, and then... But, you know, the, the, I, I thought that was a big legitimizing moment of the sport. Oh, we ran amok. We were in yeah. the MGM absolutely open. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this yeah. is our, this is like, it starts to begin of this year and a half adventure of Italian 90 that MMA uh, fans are having. That we took, yeah, yeah, yeah. unreal. And, and, then, you know? and then, then I get on the plane and I'm going home and I said, oh, I'm just going to download a few articles to see what's around. Oh, some people would always tag me and, oh, did you see this, did you see this? And I was like, grand. 
and I get this Ian McKenna piece where it's like he's talking about, or was it tweets? I'm not too sure. I think it was tweets. It was yeah. tweets, was it? And I was like, man, Ian McKenna is a class. Like he's a brilliant journalist. You know what he I mean? Is, and then yeah. you're kind of going, you you didn't even look into this, and you're what did it, what did Ian McKenna say? He was saying that the punch didn't land. land. This didn't oh, yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, yeah. I don't, uh, look, but that 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 party I fight kind of really cemented kind of this thing of Conor McGregor has legitimized him not, not legitimized him because he was no he was he was legitimate before that but what it done was it kind of cemented a spot in me heart from right. where I now had this emotional attachment that I didn't really have before right. I just had this interest but now I'm emotionally involved the Seaver fight then I see kind of a showcase yeah I'm well, like well Holloway was after that no Seaver no Seaver Holloway was Holloway was after oh sorry for yeah. debut um, the 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 Seaver fight then I'm just kind of like right they're using this as kind of you know a stepping stone how would you feel for the Holloway fight you uh, skipped that the Holloway fight was kind of at the point I didn't realise Max Holloway was Max Holloway yeah do you know what I mean so I thought it was impressive and it was clear that he had got injured and he still managed to, to you know take control of the fight and all that which was great but it didn't it didn't hit me radar as much like um, and then it was the Mendez fight which we went to and that was oh, wild. That, like, it that was, was originally the, the Aldo fight, which we had all bought into the press tour. Yeah. We had all, you know what I mean? And like I said, that emotional attachment was now there. And I mean, even the way in, man, my heart is going like it is. You were buying Troy colours in Dublin Airport. I'm telling you, man, yeah. And I mean, like, I'm I'm completely anti-round like him, so I don't buy Troy colours <laughs> anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, but my heart is going as fast as it is when someone puts a batter burger in front of me. Like, oh, the yeah, adrenaline dump after it, that was awful yeah oh, half ten and nine more now yeah like it was uh, but again and it was that whole thing of uh, I wasn't quite believing it either I was sitting there and I was kind of like don't know man it's the wrestler question isn't it this is what we've all been afraid of like I had built myself up to believe he beat Aldo but then Mendez and I suddenly shit the bed and, and two like, weeks now is when your knee is bollocks yeah. yeah you know what I mean like, I, don't think any, I can't stress how bad that knee was like, mm. it was like he was walking on it and you could see it going like this yeah. Like yeah. that, I'm not. I'm, I'm not messing with you, man. Yeah. It was. It was literally like no one else would be walking right now. For those who aren't watching on YouTube, even though we don't have a YouTube, <laughs> Petey made a side to side motion with his hands. <laughs> it was lovely. <laughs> Do you know when you go to a really old bar and you sit in the stool and it goes? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what it was. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> that, that is a beautiful description. <laughs> oh, um, look at that. Props up for an analogy off Danny. That's pretty oh, hardcore. Um, so the, yeah, so the Mendes fight is now whatever but then by the time we got to the Aldo fight and I remember the week of the Aldo fight me and you were both kind of shitting it a little bit and I remember texting you about two days before it being like he's got it he's won it's over he's done it like and that was it and from that point I just do you know what I mean? Like that, the, the belief was there. Yeah. So when it comes to this, then you were grand for the Aldo fight. That's what I'm saying. To you. Yeah. I was yeah. shitting you to calm me but down. I know. That's what I'm saying. To you. So by the time we got to that Aldo fight, like my journey had gone from kind of like that's nice, and then he's a journeyman to holy shit, you know, to being like, honest, like this lad is just fucking invincible. He can do what he wants. Like, yeah. So we're now at a point though where I'm kind of like, if he beats, <laughs> if he beats Floyd Mayweather. What does he do next? Like we're looking at that whole thing of kind of like fucking Alexander the Great looking at the sun and going, "There's nowhere else meet the conquer." Does he, re- does he like. go back to MMA, PT? You know what I, mean? I, I I can't accept that there wasn't some type of language in that contract that said like, "If we allow you to do this, you're gonna have to come back." Of course, they said no, but I mean, no mm. one's really. It's not a court session like at these conference calls. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you can pretty much say what you want. Um, I can't see the the, the thing I'll say that I'm, I'm kind of having doubts now is seeing this Zufa boxing pop up. Yeah. Um, yeah. because 
whatever they're called, the new owners, the M-E-I-N-G. So because they own the UFC now, it might be more lucrative for Dana White to promote Conor through Zufa boxing. Um, so you don't not like you don't yeah. just layers to this like don't I, say that I'm telling you man like I mean Roddy posted an Instagram picture with Zufa boxing teacher on the other day so but I mean it's probably in their interest too because they can co-promote with him rather than with the UFC they're never going to really do you think we're going to see Conor boxing more I don't know I think it's a, it's an option depending on what happens here the fucking poly fight set up anyway isn't it yeah. Artem called him out yeah yeah <laughs> Adam calls everyone else. Adam's such a hero. <laughs> oh, damn, man. I'll box the ears off. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a legend, man. You're a legend. <laughs> like, oh, I love it. Do you, th- do you think, um, just rewinding a bit to the f- prior to the fight, do you think Connor lost any fans in the press conference? Mm, he lost you, potential fans. Uh, yeah. Because it, cause, cause this was a whole new audience. And I think he was kind of, people were enamored with him in Toronto and people were enamored with him in LA because he seemed so humble. And then to come out like in a in a fur coat and you know with the strides on, not hating, not hating on them clothes at all. I wear them all the time. But, <laughs> um, but they just to have that many people in in the palm of your hand, I felt going into New York, and it was really like I'm not saying anyone put words in his mouth, but to to get these guys up and do things every night, like I mean, it happened to both of them. Like like Floyd is making homophobic slurs then in London. You Nothing know? was said though. No, there's no articles written about that. There was a few as much yeah, as the whole Connor thing. Yeah, but Connor's like the the darling of Ireland and the, the, the sweetheart and the mainstream push against him. Like everything he does, anything he does that's slightly wrong, I think is is, is going to bring up. And I'm not trying to say that anything was right with that. It was it like look, I know as as good as I know, and I've been around Connor a lot. Um, in seven years yeah I don't think he, I don't think he's a racist at all I think no. he actually represents more with the hip hop culture than he does anything else but yeah. it was an ignorant thing to say yeah. and and I think that's a, a probably a larger conversation that what, Ireland need to what have. are we saying is an ignorant thing to say uh, the Dance. belly button from, from the belly button down oh, that, yeah yeah, that yeah like insane. that's like the thing is like, I don't think it was ignorant of him to say dance for me boy I think that he's done that to every opponent yeah I don't yeah. think it's no, the I belly, never knew that was a racial slur neither did I after. Ken Early told me while I was on second captains the other week which was a bad way to find out <laughs> oh is it sorry <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah but like uh, uh, look. I didn't know it was a racial slur no but like even even like I was talking to a few friends of mine and they were like these are like smart guys and they were just like yeah, but it's a compliment. It's a compliment, the belly button down thing. And I was like, yeah, but it's... Oh, come on. Man. Yeah, it's very... It's very racist. Like, it's come not very on. racist. Like, it's it, it's racial. <laughs> you know, it's... Like, that's... Like, I don't think... Like, like the way they were kind of trying to say it was like... They were like, he was doing that. <laughs> and he was. I fully think Connor was doing that to win everyone back. And, ah, let's put a... Let's no, he put said a, that. That's what yeah. he said. Let's put an extra that one, lads. Not a racist. He did say <laughs> at the end of it, in yeah. it, when in those humble interviews, he is just... He has you in the... He has you in his hand. Yeah. And he said it was ill, it was ill, George. He said, yeah. I, I thought I was going to win them back because of the comments coming out of the press conference the night before mm. he says he goes yeah it fell flat and look when you're when you're a guy like him and you're getting microphones pushed in your face every two seconds mm. you're inevitably gonna yeah. say something mental I thought the know. press conference was, was a shit show though yeah I, it basically <clears throat> fell into exactly what I didn't want this fight to be yeah in the press conferences you know like this is ridiculous yeah um, this is everyone that hated Floyd even more after every well that's, that's what, what he wanted, wanted that's what yeah. they wanted. wanted like but the thing is 
But if it was Floyd and it wasn't Conor McGregor, I wouldn't be watching it. No. I'm watching it for Conor. The Spartan merit question was the one that was always around this fight. And mm. I basically put a hole in that the second the commission. If the commission see a Spartan reason, obviously a financial reason as well. But if they can, if they can justify it themselves, the, the commission, the people who are in charge of uh, overseeing the sport, as soon as they say it's a fight, it's a fight. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to have that Spartan merit conversation. But You're I will fair. say the press conferences were making me go like, this is just... Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. The, the commission, though, for all their kind of you know rubber stamping things and all that, threw a bit of a sidewinder. By um, one, hey. the, the referee they announced is you know a lot of people saying that that's a good thing for McGregor, but the other thing was the eight ounce gloves, mm. which you know it's mental, unprecedented. They're making a one time only exception <clears throat> to make the gloves lighter. Like the thing is with this, it's just kind of like if. If McGregor had asked for this, would he have got it? Don't think so. Mayweather's their man. You know, he has been yeah. in Vegas. He's, he's pumped money yeah. into that city. Um, the thing I thought was weird about the press conference, I don't know if he's heard it yet, was like, Bob Bennett's going like, I'm really pissed off with the fact that this was brought up on social media. But for this one time only. I was like, hang on a second, man. He's threw the book at lads <laughs> because for silly stuff in the past. Ideas. You know I mean? Yeah, throw yeah. the book at them. And then... All right, this fellow's out there basically calling your bluff on social media, but you're just gonna you're gonna acknowledge the request and make it happen. Um, <coughs> I don't know. Beautiful. Like, look, it's it's Floyd owns Vegas. He is Vegas. Yeah. You know, um, and and in a way, I see this fight as you know, regard like if Connor can carry if Connor can carry the fight for twelve rounds, if he can stay in there for twelve rounds, it's an achievement. He he becomes the new. And the money, like he he could take a whole new audience with him back to mm. to the UFC, and that's essentially I'd say why the UFC have allowed it to happen. Yeah. But can he take the purses back? That's a different yeah. question. I mean, yeah. the international audiences that tune in for boxing, it's just it's just such a part of the culture in different countries. Like even in Ireland, and the sport's over to 150, 200 years old. Isn't yeah, it? look, but I mean, even in Ireland, this is why our headaches are here. Everyone's so used to seeing people getting stand, punched when they're standing up. Like the yeah. main. The main argument of the naysayers in Ireland is they're getting punched on the head in the ground. Mm. And that's because they're so used to the tradition of boxing. How you get MMA as entrenched into a national identity as it is boxing, boxing. is around the world, it's very hard. A hybrid sport's very hard. But even when you have our football stars, our rugby stars, our former boxing stars all kind of tweeting support to Connor being a champion, the media still aren't they don't know how to talk about it and they have not but heard th- th- those people are influential yeah. you know what I mean you had Jeff Hendricks Robbie Brady going to the last Bama card not, hugging Paul Redmond do you know what uh, I mean? outside the cage and nobody not even Bama pick up on it do you yeah. know what I mean it's Bama r- didn't even bring uh, Paul Redmond down to talk to the press after that and for some reason they haven't announced the title for it like what else is Paul Redmond like that's Bama's a different a shit show I yeah. mean ah well look I mean if, the, if he doesn't get a title shot in Dublin after fighting Norman in the north mm. uh, losing a controversial decision then going out again in Dublin and not getting a title shot off that even though Norman's gone to a different promotion and he fights the ex-champion and submits him um, with a knee bar and then he doesn't fight for the title in the next in one. There's no, where's the continuation of the product? There's where's n- the storyline? There's where's, nothing. Yeah. It's there's very, nothing. It's all disorientated which is why I haven't gone to the last one because it's like, who are these people? Why is he fighting? What? 
that's a, was, well, geez, that's good. That's good that you said that. Like, I think enough people need to talk about this stuff. It's kind of mm. like at some like I'm blue in the face. Do you know what I mean? They all think I'm on some type of personal vendetta against the promotion. But like, I mean, when you've been around the fight game for me, there's just staples of promotions is creating storylines. Like, look at James Gallagher and AJ McKee. Like, yeah. that's brilliant. That's just in the cooker there for Bellator. Absolutely. When they need it, bang. There's no need to do it straight away. They're both rising stars. But I mean, they have a storyline. They constantly have angles and. It's just something that I don't know, but like I mean, Jude Samuel is a great guy, the, the matchmaker for Bama, but I don't really know what's going on there. I'd just be very confused, even with Sinead Cavanagh's matchmaking. I don't know what the situation is there. Obviously, for people who don't know, Bellator, like the UFC's main rival, they came in, they did a collaboration with Bama, and then by by some way that Bama fighters could just kind of get offered Bellator contracts and that'd be okay, but then. So Paul Rebin must have signed a contract with Bellator when he initially had a fight there. He got injured and had to pull out a fight. Bellator contract gone. Don't know how that happened. Chris Fields, same thing. Bellator contract gone. Don't know what happened. You know what I mean? So, so like, I, I don't know. I don't understand what happened there. And when people can't be transparent with you as a, as a media guy, it's going to look... Yeah. yeah, if I can't tell the story, what's the point of me being here? You know. Yeah, that's what you're there paid yeah. to do, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. trying to help them. Yeah, yeah. But sure, the, the last kind of collaborate collaborative show. That I was at King Mo. Yeah. It was fucking half twelve before he came out. Yeah, I was gone. Mm. So I'm not. I'm fucking falling asleep mm. here. I've been here since five o'clock. That's the thing. Like, and the Irish draws are how to access access this market. Um, so, like, like, I mean, if you don't have Chris, if you're just going to let Chris Fields go because he couldn't fight once, and then you're going to let Paul Redman go, like probably two of the biggest fighters outside of the UFC in Ireland. Yeah, and you're just going to let them go. I don't even know if it was a case of that or whether Bama were like, oh no, we need them now. But the fact that we don't know what happened there... You should know. ...makes it very hard to talk the about. The fighters probably don't even know. No, they don't. Um, they, they, they would tell you. Gallagher criticised the collaboration. Yeah. He doesn't want to do collab- the collaborative anymore. Well, I mean... But he signed up to do the next collaborative one, is not he? Yeah, well, he kind of just... He did shit all over it, though. I I mean, read... he, just, he just kind of said this, like the press conference was... No one was there. Um, you know, and this was genuine criticism. But of course... When a, when a fighter speaks his mind and has the attention of the whole country, what did the Bama do? Shut up, don't say anything about that. Like, that was... Like, people don't realise press. They don't realise the media. Like, and James does. Yeah. He's very young, but he does. And that that event needed something so badly. Just a little bit of... Mm, something, something you could sink your teeth into. And that interview was it. When I interviewed him, I was taken completely aback when he said it. And I was like, can you just clarify this for me? And he was so certain himself, so you know, so confident in what he was saying. And then I'm getting phone calls off. Bam, I take this down. Nah. Are you serious? Three different phone calls off three different members of the organization asked me to take it down. And I knew they were putting pressure on James too. And I was like, do you realize that this guy just made this whole card interesting for everyone? Yes. And like... Why don't you use the old press conference and say, you know, James, this is absolutely... Well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. We gave him... He's not ready for blah, blah, blah. You be a promoter. Be a, like, yeah. like, you're you the know, promoter, yeah. do it. Like. Promote. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's mind-numbing um, to the point where it's very hard to talk about it at this point because anything you say... Like, I mean, obviously, they're gonna, if they hear this, they're going to be upset with that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, I'm going to email it to them directly. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I the mean, one thing about the Bama they cards, have a real professional setup, and they have so many good things about it that it should be better, but it just isn't. But the crowd doesn't stay. It's like the old fights and the, the Talabasqual arena, where if your gym competitors have finished at seven o'clock, that gym and the crowd that they've brought to watch are just mm, gone, mm, yeah. and that's the vibe you get. But they're renting, they're they're renting out the Point Depot, like. 
So I don't know what they need to do to get the crowd to stay from start to finish. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know whether that's matchmaking. I don't know whether it's more promotion in the media. You couldn't help them anymore in some of your pullouts that you've done. Yeah, yeah. Ah, look, it's it's very annoying. Like I've had everything fucked back in my face. <laughs> like basically an Irish MMA. Like I have. Like I, I mean, I really mean that. Like I mean. Um, you just seem like a dickhead when you say like I don't know how any Irish publication has not picked me up and made it something exclusive over the, over these four years. Yeah. I've been in the, the McGregor camp like I've I've literally had a direct line to that camp since the day he walked into the UFC, and um, I, no one's been interested. And that, it's not just me; it's it's uh, Graham, it's it's Noel. Uh, Sean Sheen is a great mind for the sport I mean Sean knows everything like it's actually mind number to have a conversation with him about MMA because he'll prove he'll tie you in knots just because when you're trying to think about a fight oh who was that fight but yeah hey, well done go <laughs> 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 yeah, mad gotta ride again no but like I mean these these are great minds for the sport use like, them yeah. but Sean's used a, a bit on uh, Game On isn't yeah, he yeah and Game On guys have always been brilliant Hugh yeah. Cal is a legend um, way before anyone and even Hugh would have Sean on to talk about John Jones mm. yeah. do you know what I mean like, I that's that. great and like, he's, that's, that, we need more see, outside he's good. Connor, Sean's Connor's very exactly. good uh, at talking like brilliant on the national I airways. think he should have a radio like I think that guy should, he's good enough to have a radio station like nearly like an MMA agony ant well, everybody <laughs> ringing in you know yeah. he'd be great like, I think he'd be great say something what Luke Thomas does yeah, Do you know where he just yeah. has a chat like, and it's constantly going and people are asking him questions he's answering questions because he's very quick like his mind like, whereas when I'm writing someone I'll need to sit down and make sure that's what I wanted to say there and that's what I wanted to say there yeah. you know he, he, he kind of just he can do that like you know yeah. like he can just yeah. talk and I can to a certain extent but it's not as smooth as when Sean does it I don't think keep up the good work Sean yeah well done Absolutely. well done to all of them like it's tough it's, it's pretty yeah. thankless like, you and know what I mean I, look I mean it's well known in Ireland anyway that I mean they've been the guys flying the flag mm-hmm. yeah. and they still are you know, they, you know what I mean Like yeah. oh, it was very hard for me to leave so <laughs> I get to kind of stay on through talking brawls with Noel obviously yeah. um, and that's great but it was horrible you know what I mean yeah. like walking away from the, like you know what I mean we were always yeah. these bunch of European <laughs> lunatics like when, when, when over like there was a certain point when more than, more than 5,000 people were on that site at one time would just shut down and Ariel Awani used to be laughing. He said, like, anytime we have big news, oh, there goes the site. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, no, look, they, I, I, I think something's going to happen there. Like, you know, for them, I, like, I mean, yeah. someone has to, like, all these failing media publications, like, what's the story should be syndicated? Yes, we should. Yes, we should. No, but these, this is kind of, like, it's stupid when, when people have an audience and you are in the top uh, iTunes all the time and the charts mm. to see it all the time. And they're kind of going, how do we get people to get onto this site now? Yeah. And they're not looking outside the guys they have on the, on the staff who've been given promotions every five years, around 80 grand a year, and they're writing one article a week. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well. Well, we get him out now, is he? Oh, man. Straight jacket. Please, he's watched a bit of me and girls before he came on. Yeah, I know. look, and to be honest... I've been doing this all the time in the lead up to this fight. I think it's a little bit me that's a bit sad that I'm not going. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. That's, that's fair. As enough. much as I've been kind of like, ah. Oh. Is any Irish publication sending anybody? Uh, well, Early's going for the time. Is he definitely going? Yeah. Because he didn't know. And Kimmage is going for the independent. Poor Kimmage is going? Yeah, yeah. It's Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It's great. Yeah. Like, Fuck Pete Carroll. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but like me and Danny were saying, like, wouldn't it be great if like RTE shot a documentary and they 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 like, shared a bedroom for the week? Reality TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a chocolate Ken, Ken and Kimmage. It would just be like Oh it'd be amazing. Ken and Kimmage is a fantastic name. I'm telling you, man, it's natural. It just writes itself, do you oh, know what I mean? That is amazing. Two geniuses. Um and, they, and look and exactly two of the finest journalists out there. Like you has Ken gone full circle with Connor? Ken is Ken. You never know how he feels. Yeah. You don't know. Like, he's definitely, definitely. wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a... Yeah. <laughs> he's, um... No, but he's open, like... The thing about Ken is, like... He won't... He won't just think a certain way... He won't close some, Someone yeah. told him to. And I can remember... He, <laughs> when Rory McDonald there... And Robbie Lawler were fighting... And it was bloody warfare. It oh, was, yeah. like... Yeah. It was hard. It was it was hard to watch. It's like, I just kept shouting, you fucking stopped the match. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody kept, stopped the damn fight. Someone taking the kids. And then, the, Ken texts me in the fourth round of that when like, Roy McDonald's Ken was there, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just texts me and just goes, this is like a religious experience. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I knew I had him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I, I, I have so much respect for them two boys. Yeah. Um, because they came out and they gave it a go, like they they had they definitely had uh, pre like predeterminations in there, mm. but they didn't they didn't go uh, balls to the wall with it until yeah. they were they they had an understanding of the sport, like and I think the the, the criticisms they've had of it are well founded. Like it's not just what are these what are these lad hitting each other in the head yeah, in the yeah. ground. Yeah. We need real criticism. Like this this is where you get That's pissed a, off with. No. This is not a sport. There's so much wrong with MMA. Yeah. It is a sport, though, but yeah. there's a lot wrong with it. Like any sport. That's, yeah. But that's, that's the beauty of it. And sometimes the beauty of a sport is in its flaws because they're the very essence of what you get to debate and they're yeah. the very essence of what you get, what's get... I'll try that again. What gets you into arguments with your mates and yeah. th- discussion. Like, anything that doesn't have discussion or anything that doesn't have drama is fuck all used to anybody. Yeah. Like a football match if the wrong decision goes the way. Exactly. Match. And I, I mean? fully get criticism in a sport. I get yeah. it. I get it when people see the grounded shots for the first time and they go, oh, what the hell is that? Because that is part yeah. of it. Because the first time I, I watched MMA, I was in a room, I was 12, and my brother came home with this disc, Pride, and we all watched it. And half the room were like, this is, this is, Mad. This yeah. is and that's the thing. Half the, the other half of the room were like, oh, where can we come do this? Yeah. Where can we go and see this in Ireland? And that's, that's how spectacular it is. You can't help but react to it. But when you are an accredited member of the media and you have watched this now, five or six Conor McGregor fights, and you're still stuck on, I can't believe they're hitting people in the head, yeah. then you're Good not luck. earning your money, mate. No. That's, that's, Good and, and like you were saying about guys like Ken Early and like Paul Kimmage, they're guys who are actually brave enough to kind of go... It, Look, I'm not sure about this, but actually go and fucking I'm going to find himself. out myself. Exactly. And look, and if and it was like case, Phil O'Connor, I have to get Phil O'Connor in Sweden. Yeah, yeah. He was, um, sorry, not from Condra. He told me where he's from and I said, I don't know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say roughly from Condra. But uh, he, he, like, he's in Reuters, like the biggest yeah. newsware in the world. And he's getting like MMA articles in the top 20 over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's mental. Like and he's doing that and he's only looked into the sport in the last year. If he can go, if he can go from that's deadly, yeah, from nothing to, to what Phil's doing now in that short period of time, that's amazing. You can do it, like. But but the point is that if these guys are willing to actually look at it, and if they still walk away from it after going and looking at it and actually properly kind of you know assessing it, and then they come away and they go, this isn't, this is you know, this is a blood sport, this is a freak show or whatever. At least they've had the decency to go and fucking check it out. Mm. Not like you know the guys like you said that I've watched. A handful of McGregor fights, and they're like, oh, no, 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 this no, no. The thing, like, I mean, 
like you can't like do you know how rare McGregor is like yeah. in this sport exactly. like, people think that every week there's another there's a fella from Canada doing that like yeah. Yeah. oh he's the Canadian Conor McGregor there's probably a Brazilian one as well there is no one else the like Finnish that. lad was supposed to be the next one yeah yeah that guy Backstrom was yeah. that him no uh, he was training he was training an SPG oh yeah you're right yeah, yeah. Mac I'm one, I'm I'm Arcani, yeah. 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 but look there's never going to be another one he's if you are basing your whole uh understanding of the sport off when that guy fights you are way off mm. yeah. unbelievably off in terms of purses even in terms of promotion the, the promotion put behind a guy like McGregor it's it's apples and oranges mm. you know what I mean absolutely um, Pete we're out of time with looking you. forward and to Ken and Kimmage's pieces yeah mm. definitely, definitely I wish I was looking forward to Pete's but they're pieces <laughs> live from the team all water disgrace what'd you say Danny <laughs> 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 um, I, I was going to say if if we had MMA fighting money and we could afford you exclusively we'd have you here every week man ah, you yeah. know what I mean we but, don't um, yeah we, <laughs> we, we, we don't we don't nah, I love coming in I love doing this so thanks for getting me on again no, man, thanks I thought, like, let's be honest I was as blacklisted as anyone could be at one stage remember when my niece was born and you rang me where are you <laughs> Yeah, that's true. How is your niece? She's great. Yeah. She's Danny, ha- Danny still hates her. We still haven't forgiven her. <laughs> She's mad for death. I'll tell her. When she can talk, I'm going to send it down for a straightener. <laughs> She's only one now, but when she gets to four or five and she has a concept of people not liking her, man, you tell her. Yeah. There's a fat bloke on the south side who doesn't like He's you. He's going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Classic. But yeah, man, look. I don't again. think we even talked about the fight that much in the end, did we? Nah, but that's the beauty of it. We did, did we? We talked a bit about it, but I mean, like to be honest with you, I'm still thinking about Hulk Hogan's Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Not Terry Belayas. Uh, um, I, I like you, though, PZ. I don't think uh, Connor shouldn't win. Yeah. But, but if does, he does, I think yeah. it's going to be absolutely sensational. If and, he wins. And, and the whole. What's intrigued me at this fight, the press conference, I f- couldn't stand. I hated it. There were some elements of the Toronto press conference where the pro wrestling fan came out with me and I just thought Connor played a blinder. Mm. Um, but then there was other elements I was a bit uncomfortable with. And then, But the story that has me watching this is that an MMA, a guy who was into boxing, amateur boxing, who then turned to MMA from Crumlin, became an MMA superstar from Crumlin, yeah. has now somehow got a fight with the greatest boxer in the modern era, Floyd Mayweather. And that to me, yeah. that to like, me, nobody else could get him no, out of retirement. No. I mean, so a man from Crumlin has got Floyd Mayweather out of retirement to fight in one of the biggest boxing matches. Biggest yeah. fights ever. Of ever. Any kind. Yeah. And I think and that's, that story alone is like, just sensational, amazing. The fact, the fact that you're from the projects of Crumlin, all this. I was going to say, <laughs> the fact that you're highlighting Crumlin, I really hope a big media organisation does a piece about Crumlin. <laughs> The world needs to Imagine know. Imagine that, like, wow. The projects? You know what I mean? Jesus, wow. Yeah. Wow. Let's not talk about that. That cul-de-sac Sheriff Street. Did you oh, see what Ken man. said? Tell you. I might have to change uh, change to, uh, I survived Crumlin Road <laughs> and lived Crumlin Road. <laughs> he had some very funny takes on that, believe yeah. <laughs> um, But that's what has me enchanted. Right, so this is going out on Sunday, but you will have, as you said, a juicy article on Packy Collins coming out this yeah, week. Yeah, with about Celtic Warriors and, Celtic, and yeah. uh, Connor's uh, sparring there over the years because ain't no NDAs in Blanche, baby. That's Ooh. why. Oh, ah. The James and Blanche, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when is that out? I don't know because like, you have to fit into the machine <laughs> over there. But like, I can tell you the one thing. It's for MMA fighting. Yeah. yeah. But 
do, do we have two minutes? Of course, of we course. Do. Peasy for you, or you could go on this, twenty more minutes. Is, man. I'll tell you, this is one of the dilemmas of working on the best team in the world now with this stuff. Ooh. So I was ready to foil this article. <laughs> hang on, on uh, hang on, because this is the first time I've ever heard a journalist use the term "I was ready to foil." Yeah, so yeah, I was sweating is, profusely over my laptop. Like, what does this mean? This is exciting. Gonna, I, I think you're Jessica Fletcher over the typewriter here. <laughs> yeah. I was ready to send off my article. Like, as in, it's done. Right. You was doing it. Right, from here on <laughs> off. And uh, wait me. one of my colleagues, Sean Alshati, uh, you might know him for his yeah. long-form articles. I think he's a genius. Yeah, his articles great. are beautiful, man. He has been working on a piece about Owen Roddy for two years now. And um, I... I sought him out with all the interviews and got him, you know, the people to talk to him and stuff. I had to read his article just before I was going to send mine off. And it's the best article I've ever read in my life. No I'm not, I, was, I was in tears reading the thing. I was, it's absolutely unbelievable. So this is all next week? This guy is... Come on, MMA fighting. This guy is... A, like, he's a genius. Like, when... Obviously, I was kind of the only reporter on the scene then. It felt like he had been standing beside me watching Roddy come up. And then watching the the retirement and all, Beautiful. it's it's one of the it's one of the best articles I've ever read in my life. And frankly, if you don't like it, I don't like you. Yeah, you know what I mean, oh, it's, okay. it's honestly like I, the guy is absolutely he's a genius. Obviously, we have Chuck Mendenhall there, and another genius. But honestly, read that article. It'll take you about an hour to read it, but it's it's. Absolutely, Will it take that long? No, it's about forty minutes. I think. Love it. It. It, was, it was absolutely brilliant. Oh, that's great. Read on the pot. And if you it? aren't excited. <laughs> before you read that you certainly will be after it even though it's about Roddy <laughs> yeah. it's just he's just unbelievable I, like I look up to him I, I hope someday I'm able to do anything even close to what he did with that because it, it's unbelievable check it out love it beautiful look at him. I, I love that how we tried to plug his article and he plugged and somebody else's the, the modesty and the imposter syndrome that's kicking in big style in him yeah, yeah, wouldn't, is, allow him. wouldn't allow him wouldn't allow him he was like no put the spotlight on somebody else because yeah, if yeah. I get found get out get it off I, me I'll have to ring Pavel back so <laughs> Kept his number. <laughs> what, Pavel? Uh, man, if people somehow aren't already following you on social media, they probably aren't. <laughs> Pavel. <laughs> Pavel cleaning. <laughs> Can I just tell you, Meryl has been playing with his contact lenses throughout this, and it's yeah. been some of the most disturbing shit I've ever seen in my life. No, <laughs> it, it start getting me right, or you start getting irritable. So to take it out now, I'm feeling I'm feeling good now. That's cool. That's oh, all right. Thank God for that. Thanks, lads. I, like, to be honest, I didn't see him initially. With it. I figured out after about ten minutes of looking at it that it was for contact lenses. But I thought you were bringing out yokes. <laughs> I was hopeful. I was hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a rave after this. I love it, man. In, the, it. in their little suite. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what is your uh, Twitter and etc. It's at Pete Carroll. P E T E S Y C A Love it. Love it. Graham. What is your Twitter, if you can remove your phone because it's interfering with the mic? American Mania. I love how we just ignored that. Thanks. That makes my uh, editing so much easier. Thanks. It's American Mania. At <laughs> 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 Pizzy Carroll. At <laughs> <laughs> Dan John Murray. At so, WTS Pause. How do you spell that? Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah it is and don't forget MMAfighting.com PZ's new home and of course the home of the best team in the world and talking brawls and talking brawls I better say something nice about Noel yeah, yeah that's never forgive me yeah. Noel is a nice person there you go the Undertaker <laughs> come here to me is it, is it true he was good at rugby once 
Of course, I mean yeah. the legend of rugby that is Noel <laughs> McGrath. I mean, so the the the, the Lansdale Russell Carroll Kelly type still or? whistles through <laughs> the bricks. Noel, <laughs> he's uh, he's an absolute genius from what I heard. I heard he was like basically like the Conor McGregor of rugby. Wow! But uh, twenty five. Are you taking the piss? No, he was class. He was. Right. I've seen the newspaper clippings. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was savage by all means. And then the concussions, was it? Oh, no, when he messed, he had like four concussions. They're always telling him he's punchy over. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, his body is ruined. He was in New Zealand playing and everything for a oh, summer. Oh, was he actually? Yeah, yeah. Well, I genuinely thought this was like like a, a, an ongoing joke because I'd seen... No, like, well, we ham it up just to take the piss out. Yeah, but like, he's yeah. genuine. He was class, yeah. He was Shit. brilliant. No, I feel bad. And he almost. was about six foot five at one point. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a picture of him and he's like, He's tearing over everyone on the team, and now he's the same size as my leg. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Danny's going to stalk him now. Yeah, yeah I am, yeah. I am. Love rugby, I do. Um, anyway, yeah, look. Lovely little offload. Lovely little offload, yeah. I, I don't know where I'm going. I'm trying America to Mania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played. Well fucking played. Um, at WTSPod, Facebook.com forward slash WTSPod, Ireland, WTSPod.com. And um, yeah, look, there's like a hundred and whatever other chapters out there to listen to, and you can go back and listen to the original one with Petey if you want. Um, Maybe the man I am today. Yeah, yeah we're, we're glad to have played a part in it. Um, and if if you happen to see his niece, don't let my hatred influence <laughs> anything. It's it's a personal grudge. It's not something that I'm encouraging the people of Ireland to to take up arms against. <laughs> Appreciate that. Then. Yeah. No <laughs> Um, but yeah look uh, FitzpatrickCastle.com and there is that barbecue situation that we're going to go and feast upon um, but Merlo till next week clear eyes full hearts can't lose good luck peace